Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film A Castle for Christmas. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware that there may be spoilers. Enjoy. Hey, how are you doing? Let's pretend we we didn't just record another show. <laughs> no, we this is new. Hello, how are you? Long time no speak. Do do you like my glasses? By the way, I do actually really like your glasses. I didn't get okay. to say that before, but I think they really suit your your face. Are you enjoying seeing properly? I am enjoying seeing properly. I'm, I'm enjoying watching things on TV and actually knowing what's going on and being able to read subtitles. Um, listeners, I, I need glasses now. And Welcome to the club. I've never felt more intelligent in my life. Now I've got glasses. Um, and yes, I, I feel like a, like a, a, handsome, uh, a handsome writer writing yep. in, in, a, in a cabin in the woods. You look like a young Stephen King. Thank you. Doing, doing my great British novel. It's about a, a university lecturer who falls in love with his students like every other literary fiction book that's ever been written. Yeah, but it's new and different because it talks about stuff like now, like TikTok and millennials <laughs> and stuff. And and also, it's in the first person present tense, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. It talks about how hard it is to be a rich white man, um, yeah. which is, you know, uh, Philip Roth, big fan of yours. Love love your work. Um, is that Have a, you read the, read the one about baseball? No, I haven't. Is it about a baseball who sleeps with one of his students? A, be- a, 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 man, in a, a man in a baseball costume. Who sleeps with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually very good. Because um, what, what is the Philip Roth book that does actually have... Portnoy's Complaint. Basic, is that the baseball one? No. The baseball one is called... I read it a few years ago. I can't even remember what it's called, but that's not the one. Because what are the big what are the big Philip Roth books? You've got Human Stain, uh, American Pastorals, the other one, isn't it? Yeah, the baseball one's the only one of his that I've read. It's because it's about baseball. Yeah, obviously. Um, which is the the most important thing. Um, but there was no, there was no, uh, there was no baseball in this week's film. Unfortunately, not. No, there aren't really any baseball Christmas films. I think if there were, I would know. But maybe it could be a gap in the market. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas, baseball. What's the big baseball movie? Um, a League of Their Own. Field of Field of D- Dreams. Field of Dreams. A snowy field of dreams. Field of Christmas trees. <laughs> field of trees. Yeah, <laughs> field of trees. It's just Kevin Costner going into a big field full of Christmas trees and going, "I'm going to build a baseball pitch here for some ghosts." If you grow them, they will become trees. <laughs> That's the line, isn't it? That's uh, the one. If, yeah. If you, if you something, they will come. If you, yeah. if you build it, they will come. If you come. build it, they yeah. will come. Have you, have you ever seen it? I think I've seen it before. Yeah. We we could talk about it on this show. I talked about it on the other show where I talk about baseball films, not with you, but we could we could we could talk about it. There's, he has a wife, and there there's romance there. It's it's got my my main man James L. Jones in it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he's very yeah. good. Of course he is. He's James L. Jones. I- iconic, iconic performer. Um, best known, of course, for being the bad guy in Conan the Barbarian. 
Yeah. Definitely not, definitely not for any of the his other yeah. iconic work. He wasn't even in Star Wars. Yeah, what's a Star Wars? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but speaking of other iconic movies from the 80s and 90s, how's that for a, a, a segue for you? Um, this movie has two stars from the 80s in it. It does, um, yes. So this week's film is A Castle for Christmas, uh, starring Brooke Number Shields. Number eight on Netflix this week, or so it told it? me. Um, it's starring Brooke Shields and Kerry Elwes. Um, it's not very good, <laughs> but <laughs> it's got a certain enjoyable quality to it, doesn't it? Yes, I think that's fair. You texted me to say it's the, the Scottish version of Leap Year, which I think is actually unfair. I don't know how. I suppose Leap Year was a bit more irritating to watch because Leap Year had a. I'll put the link to the Leap Year episode in that yeah. in the show notes. But if you haven't seen it, it's a very offensive one where an American woman goes to Ireland and falls in the mud a lot and plugs in her phone and blows up the whole of Dingle and lots of horrible hoary old Irish cliches with uh, alongside Matthew Good in a really objectionable, nauseating performance that you, you just want to punch his face the moment he appears until the end of the film. So are you suggesting, Paddy, that there are not a load of horrible Scottish clichés in A Castle for Christmas? No, of course there are. But somehow <laughs> somehow they're okay, aren't they? Because they're soft. Is it because you're Irish and not Scottish? I, I have some Scottish heritage. <laughs> I think you have more than me, but my, my great-granddad was Scottish, I think, yeah. on my dad's side. But I've got more Irish ancestry than Scottish. But no, I, I do have a, a, some sympathy for for the Scots. It's not because I think that it's okay to. <laughs> you just secretly yeah. think it's okay to make fun of Scot- Scottish people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I think this movie is is just as bad as Leap Year when it comes to using um, nonsense cliches and nonsense stereotypes. Yeah, I think it's more but, with Leap Year. As I said that the, there's just too much pratfalling and goofing around. Yeah, and stuff where, where whereas just, this is, is really annoying. Whereas this is actually quite a nice film to watch. It just kind of papers over those cliches with sort of niceness and nice music and nice shots of the castle, and which is not a castle; it's actually a manor. No, house, it's but, a manor house. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I think this this movie it's it's better than Leap Year because it's got it's a hallmark Christmas movie. That's what is what this is. It doesn't try to yeah. be anything big. And it's a hallmark Christmas movie with a bit more money and some people you recognise in it. Yeah, and and I do have to say it's nice to see Brooke Shields and Carrie Elwes as the two leads here. Um, you know, two people that are a little bit on the older side for for a rom com, and it's nice. And I know they got them in for nostalgia purposes, really, and as two two notable names. But they they're notwithstanding Carrie Elwes' accent, they're they're charming and do a really good job for this kind of film, don't they? Do you, do you think his accent is that bad? It's nowhere near as bad as Jared Butler's accent in P.S. I Love You or no, Matthew Good's no. in um, Leap Year. <laughs> it's it's pretty bloody awful, though. I'm not sure what he's quite going for because it's sort of like a Highlands accent, but not really. I think it's an attempt at a West Highland yeah. accent, isn't it? Yeah, it, and uh, it's not a good accent. I know that some people have, have apologised for his accent and said, oh, it's not that bad. It is, it is pretty bad fucking bad i'm sorry carrie elwes i love you man i really do but it's not a great accent here um and no. the scots agree with me in general having a look at, at, at scots twitter they're not happy with the accent i'm afraid i'm not but, surprised yeah but the scots are an amenable people 
they 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 appreciate this as the shit piece that it is. Unless there's nay rolls. <laughs> which is a reference to a very funny sketch from the show Bernestoon, which is a wonderful uh, a wonderful sketch comedy that was on in the mid mid two thousands for anyone who's not seen it. Yeah. It, it used to be on Netflix. I don't think it is anymore. Um, the jazz, the, main... the jazz is shite clip has, seems to have disappeared from YouTube. I can't oh, find it anywhere. No, that's really disappointing. It's a very funny sketch show, and a lot of the sketches work in isolation, which is good. But if you watch a bunch of them together, they're they're good as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, any, anyone who who likes Scottish comedy, the the two main guys from Bernestoon did a show this year called The Scots, which is kind of like a a fake. It's like kind of like a mockumentary in the style of The Office, but right. about a Scottish family and these two brothers of this Scottish family. And and that's, I didn't know that's, about that. That's pretty good as well, actually. So it's it's worth watching. It's very different from Bernestoon, but um, but worth worth a go. It's I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but there's there's a remarkable lack of Scottish people in a castle for Christmas. Yeah, isn't um, only like one person in the cast actually <laughs> Scottish? Yeah, there's there's a few Scots here. But um, but the three main characters are probably Brooke Shields, Kerry Elwes, and Andy Osho. Yeah. Um, who does a better accent than Kerry Elwes, I've got to say. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a, a posh Edinburgh Scottish accent. Yeah, it's a nice of. one. She's not trying to do the Highlands. She's just going, this is more like someone you might hear on BBC Scotland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's pretty far. But it's, it's better. But I do have some some major issues with with other parts of this film one of them is i i love carrie elwes me and too. he does a he does a good job here but he's my why main man i why always wouldn't say you hire a scottish actor for this yeah um you could have that, mu- I mean, that much is obvious obviously you know ewan mcgregor might have been a bit too expensive jared butler i don't trust him to mm, do a good scottish yeah accent, even, even though he's, he's scottish <laughs> Um, but again, I don't he, trust him with anything unless there's guns. <laughs> but he might be—he might be too expensive again. But yeah. there's people like you know David Tennant. Ian I Glenn, was going to say David Tennant. Yeah, Peter Capaldi would be a good fit as well as a as yeah. a grumpy um, Lord of the Manor. Peter Capaldi would do a great job. Or or you could get Billy Boyd, get a Hobbit in there. Yeah, <laughs> is he uh, old enough? He is old enough. It surprises me. He looks very young, but actually, he's only a few years uh, younger than Brooke Shields. Really, he's got he's yeah. got a young man's face. He does have a young man's face, but yeah, you know, why not get an actual Scot in for the lead performance in your movie about Scotland? Yeah, what about no, Robbie no, Coltrane? It would be nice to see <laughs> a larger Coltrane, man in yeah. in a romantic male lead. Exactly, it would have been great. Um, but yeah, but instead we we have Carrie Elwes, who is. Charming as always, but maybe not the right hire for this movie. <laughs> I think it's 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 fair to say. Yeah, I mean, he does his best with with what he's been set up to do, right? I still found him watchable and enjoyable, and I did still think that he was fun. You know, I let his performance wash over me, as you kind of have to with these kind of films, don't you? Yeah, it's um, it's it's. It's a charming performance, which kind of makes up for the fact that his accent is atrocious, um, because you can just kind of let it let let the charm of it be and Carrie Elwes do its own thing. So you you never have that moment where you don't think that it's Brooke Shields and Carrie Elwes. You never have that suspension of disbelief. No, but you can just enjoy their performances, can't you? 
um never thinking that Kerry Elwes is a genuine duke. No, <laughs> because no, you're, just like, you're never gonna think that. It's it's the dread pirate Roberts when he's old. That's all you're thinking, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Exactly. <laughs> it's Wesley. Exactly. It's Wesley. He'll yeah, always be Wesley. Wesley um, Wesley's castle is crumbling and somehow now he's Scottish. Let yeah, him right. have some romance because he's earned it. That's precisely what happens here. Um, but there are some other things in this movie that are that are annoying me, um, particularly. Um, one of them is the ge- the strange geography of Scotland yeah. in this film. <laughs> so it's worth pointing out, Dunbar is supposedly the name of the village here. Um, Dunbar is a real place. Dunbar is a, is a nice town closest to Edinburgh. Yeah, it's <laughs> one instead, of those things where could they not have just made up a Scottish sounding town? Like, how hard would it be? North Kilt Town is right there, and they didn't <laughs> it didn't take it. I'm allowed to say yeah. that, by the way. My family's Scottish, even though I don't sound it. I have Scots in my, in my, in my blood. Robert Gordon um, does sound like a Scot- Scotch name. <laughs> I've got a pretty do not say that word, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> there's um, a Stuart lee sketch about that isn't there there is yes <laughs> um but yeah uh so instead they they decide that dunbar is the name of a village up in aberdeenshire um, yeah which is a very far way from where dunbar is and so the and at castle, one point they say it's two hours from edinburgh yes uh so the the um and and she gets a taxi from edinburgh to the highlands yeah, uh, fair enough, Brickshields. I know Very you're expensive. Or- you're you're a rich author, but that might be a bit much. And getting the same cab driver to do it every time, when his family clearly lives in Edinburgh, might be a bit of an ask for him. Not to drive not nice to- for his family, really. To be honest, no, a bit selfish. No, a bit selfish, Brickshields. Um, one the thing guy, he's never named. He's just hilarious, he's, unintelligible Scots cab yeah, driver. Because because no one understands a Scottish accent. That's the joke. <laughs> that um, is the joke. The the other thing that annoyed me is that the castle is called Dun Dun Bar. Dun Dun Bar. Do you think that's supposed to be funny? That's meant to be funny. Yeah. Um, for those who uh, may, my my Scots is a little rusty, but Dun means fort, so Dun Dun Bar means fort fort cliff top, <laughs> which I'd, I I I don't think would be used correctly for anyone from Dunbar. You know, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that's what. Uh, a castle in Dunbar. Would Can we ask them to correct you if you're wrong about something else related to Fort, which is the pronunciation of Will Forte's name? <laughs> no, I'm, I, his Will name Fort. is actually Will Dunn. He's he's Ryan Dunn's brother. Oh right, Jackass. Yeah. He just changed it to be to be different and and stick to his Scottish roots. Um, so uh, yeah, um, but there, there's a few other things. This is a movie for americans by americans yes that once ate a box of shortbread in edinburgh airport whilst they're waiting to come back from the festival <laughs> yeah. yeah this is this is what this is didn't even have time to go up arthur's seat no no exactly um they there's a few things that they throw in uh there are highland cows because of course there are yep um there's a very beautiful there's one walking down the street at one point because of course any village in scotland is so rural and pastoral and parochial that of course there'd be a man walking a cow down the street now you say that but i remember seeing a tractor driving down the the high street in the city of exeter once these things do these things do happen when you when you live somewhere that's not london I'm, I'm not saying that doesn't happen in the West Country. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and again, my family lives in the West Country, so I'm allowed to, to, to say that, aren't I? 
<laughs> and we lived there, but that's where we, we met. We of did. Course. Yes, it is where we met. Um, many, many years ago. Now. We actually were down there this weekend and did not get stuck behind a tractor in either direction, so I consider that a victory. That is incredible when you're down in the West Country when you don't get stuck behind a tractor. Now, um, why isn't there a I film heard. like this, but for the West Country, that uses all the West Country cliches, like that they're all farmers and cider drinkers and stuff? I guess because Americans don't recognise the West Country tropes. Maybe it's a bit too niche. They're always American, aren't they? You need, you need bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Welsh one. There's not been a Welsh Welsh rom-com. That's going to happen next year, isn't it? They're, they're just working their way through all the nations of the UK. Be and it's going to be all... Next. It's, it's going to be... Oh, God, I don't want to see an American movie about a Northern Irish rom-com. It's going to be all about the IRA, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, the, the the Welsh one will have lots of things. What what do Americans know about Wales? The, that it's the old and there's sheep. The language is hard. And, and there's like folk the, tales and the stuff. The place names are long. So there's going to be lots of jokes about long names. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. And that people still speak the Welsh language. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be it, isn't it? I can't, I can't think of a West Country rom com. That's because it doesn't exist. Yeah, maybe we yes. need to make it. <laughs> All right, my lover is what it's going to be called. <laughs> exactly, it writes itself. Everyone yeah. in the West Country is romantic because they all call each other lover. That's how it works. <laughs> Have there been any good any good romantic movies set in set in Wales? Um. You got Gavin no, and Stacey. Yeah, that that counts. That counts. It's yeah. not very Welsh, but it's it's there, isn't it? Um, and that that sort of pokes fun at the Welsh and the Welsh culture in the right way, doesn't it? In a way that these kind of films just can never do. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I'm not a great fan of Gavin and Stacey, but I recognise why people like it. Um, and so yeah, yeah. I think it's it is an over <coughs> overrated show, but it is, I it's it's highly influential, and yeah, as you say, I, I get why, and I've seen it many many times. Many people that I that I love want to watch it, and I'll sit and watch it, and I'll enjoy it. Even James Corden is sort of vaguely watchable in it, which is the say, only I think, thing. <laughs> I think I think part of the reason that I dislike it is because I realise it's the thing that brought James Corden into the public eye. Uh, which is which is never good. There's only um, you know three three or four years between that and carpool karaoke, isn't there? <laughs> exactly, exactly, and him being a cat. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's also I've just had a little look. There's Submarine, the Richard Ayoade. Oh movie, yes, that's right. That is quite good. I've which seen I, that, and I, I read saw. the book. I've, as I've well. heard very good things about it. The book is very um, funny as well. Oh, good. It's a sort of Welsh indie bit more out there adrian mole type thing okay well worth okay. a look oh, i do have to watch it at some point it does look good um but yeah the, no real welsh stereotype rom-com so welsh people no. I think so netflix if you're listening to <laughs> then they can do the northern irish one then they can do the isle of white one yeah man one <laughs> where the, what's the joke about the isle of man there's no speed limits and all the cats don't have tails <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that that's can it. definitely be expanded into a ninety-minute film. It will take place during the Manx TT, the 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 superbike race. Oh, that's right. Yeah, an American woman falling in love with a biker. Yeah, done. Yeah, she she's a journalist for who normally covers NASCAR, 
and then she annoys her her boss and the boss is like right i'm gonna go send you to cover this stupid motorbike race (laughs) she's gonna go where's the isle of man why can't there be an isle of woman oh yeah so it's like a feminist thing she's trying to get them to change the name of the island she's like a girl boss type one of those girl Um, boss films that they have now yeah (laughs) exactly um but then yeah she falls in love with a biker um, and maybe this one could be more of a drama because the Isle of Man, uh, the Manx TT, does have a quite a high death rate. So maybe it's does about it? her trying to. Yeah, lo- lots of people die. Um, it's oh, it's very dangerous because it's so all these winding roads that people take at, at extreme speeds. Um, often you'll get people. Sorry, this is a very somber topic for a uh, for a rom-com podcast but it is it is very bad. I'm picturing um, Kerry always delivering this to me in a very sad and mournful tone. Um, yeah, there, there's been uh, there have been uh, yeah, there, there's the the Snaefall Mountain course part of it, and between 1907 and 2019, there's been 151 fatalities. Um, Jeez, that's terrible. Which yeah, which is uh, which is ridiculous. Um, but that would yeah, never make it into the film anyway, so we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> no, no, that's true. They wouldn't have anyone actually die, but they'll be here. yeah, that'll be here. She'll be trying to introduce safety measures. Um, and then there'll be cats with no tails, and that's about as far as they need to know about about the Isle of Man. What about the Isle of Wight? Have you ever been to the Isle of Wight? Yes, I've been several times. Oh, we used to go as well. Um, most years we'd go as like a huge family holiday with all my aunts and uncle, uncles and cousins on my mum's side, which is always fun. Um, I think the big joke about that is that the main town is called Cows. There we go. That's what the joke can be. That the is one, the joke. The one repeated joke. <laughs> and the big joke is that most people on the island voted for Brexit. So there you go. <laughs> Maybe it could take place at the Isle of Wight Festival. Well. Oh, yes, that that's true. Yeah. One of the um, best music festivals. I've never been. You, you've you been to go to Bestival, haven't you? I've been to the Isle of Wight Festival and to Bestival, actually. I've been to both. Bestival, I prefer. Um, do you know who's playing at the Isle of Wight Festival in 2022? Coldplay? No, you've got Lewis Capaldi. Peter Capaldi's son. Peter Capaldi's son. <laughs> Disclaimer, he is not Peter Capaldi's son. <laughs> he um, should have been in the castle for Christmas. Is he even yes, Scottish? He, he's very Scottish. Okay. He is, extre- he is one of the most Scottish people in the world. Um, Lionel Richie is okay. playing. Then you've got Kasabian. Oh, no. And you've got Muse, hopefully playing stuff from before they turn to shit. It's a, isn't it a rule that every festival has to have Muse on the bill somewhere? Uh, yeah, if you're a big enough festival to have Muse, they have to be on there. Um, in, in 2021, they had Scouting for Girls, they had Liam Gallagher, they had Snow Patrol, and they had Duran Duran. So one out of four. Is this is... a festival from the early 2000s? <laughs> it's never moved on from 2004. <laughs> Oh wow, Duran Duran with our with a headliners in twenty twenty as well, and Snow Patrol with the headliners on the Saturday. Good for them. They they get the same people back every year. Wow. Um that's that's fun for people who who get tickets. I'm bet they're really glad to see the same bands constantly. Um <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, uh back to back to Castle for Christmas. Um something I liked but hang on, we haven't we haven't done one about England. Oh, and that's England, because there are already a lot of films like that. There's aren't already there? loads about England. 
it snows in London at Christmas and Hugh Grant lives in a fucking Oh yeah, flat Hugh in Grant. Hill. It's always Hugh Grant, isn't it? There aren't enough about like, you know, blokes. Good old English blokes. Yeah, where's the where's the uh Where's the Cockney rom com? Because <laughs> everyone Winston in England rom-com? is a Cockney. Where's the Ray Winston rom com? That's what I want. You mean Beowulf two thousand and seven? Exactly, yeah. I will love you, my love. <laughs> I will love your monster. I will love you. Um, yeah, that's what we want. We want a we want a Cockney rom com. That probably does exist, and it's probably terrible. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's lots of Cockney horror movies. Oh yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. like werewolves versus Cockneys, zombies versus Cockneys. Yeah, I think a guy, a couple of weren't a couple of people we knew at Exeter in that Cockneys versus Zombies film. Were they? Yeah. I oh, can't I remember who, but I remember someone talking about it and thinking, that sounds rubbish. It's truly awful. It's a ter- terrible film. Um, so, yeah, if if you were in that, I don't I don't know who was in it. I, I don't care to know. For our listeners outside the UK, Cockney is a region in London where criminals live. <laughs> Cock- Cockney... That's not my a- line, that's an Alan Partridge line. Is that an... <laughs> Yeah, Alan Partridge line. I, I <laughs> he's was... in the second series of I'm Alan Partridge. You know, and he's got that Ukrainian girlfriend Sonia, and he's reading some book about like Cockney hard guys. You know, the kind of books. And she says, "What is Cockney?" And he he says, "Cockney Sonia is a region in London where criminals live." <laughs> You've got to be born within being able to hear the bells, haven't you? To be yeah. a Cockney, the bells of Saint Mary. Yeah, Mary the Bell, isn't it? Yep, that's uh, the one. Mar- Mary LeBeau Church. Um, it's it's got a yeah. You've got to be born within that that air, area, which is like uh, Stratford to Hoburn. Is that right? Something like that. No, it's 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 East End. It's it's like yeah, Stratford in the other direction from Stratford. I reckon. So so the other way. Yeah. You think it's the, it's by Bow, Mary LeBeau. Yes. Yeah. But you know there are cockneys, but then there are also blokes. What I'm what I'm talking about are blokes. There aren't enough rom coms about blokes. You know, like Vinnie Jones. He's a bloke. <laughs> you want a, you want a Vinnie Jones rom com? Do you? Yeah, yeah. Um, what what? Okay, I'm gonna put in. Yeah, that probably does exist, and it's probably terrible. Class rom coms, or like Vinnie Jones playing his football character out of Eurotrip. In, in, <laughs> in his own spin-off movie, falling I want him, in love with an American woman. I want him to be. Um, I want him to be Vinnie Jones from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Thank you very much. Falling in love. Yeah. I I want to stay with her, but I've got to go take these two these two guns back to my boss. <laughs> what do I do? Oh no. Um. <laughs> That's or Danny we're... Dyer, someone like that. Danny Dyer, Danny Dyer, Danny Dyer, who's in all of those Cockney horror movies. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, yeah, but I think you're right. You know, most most of them are about posh people, aren't they? You've got Four Weddings and a Funeral. You've got Bridget Jones. You've got um, About a Boy as well as another big one, isn't it? Anything with Hugh Grant in. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, England is only men like Hugh Grant and Colin and Firth. It- Maybe Bend if it you're like lucky. Beckham's got Kieran Knightley, so although it's 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 not purely middle class, I think that bumps it up into middle class category, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. But at least there isn't the myth that it's just full of crumbling castles like Scotland, <laughs> which apparently although is all it's there actually is in true. Scotland. 
um, crumbling like an oat cake in the rain. Yeah, I did write down beautiful, that one. It's just a beautiful line from a truly shit piece of dialogue. See, yeah, it has some poetry um, in it. There's no poetry good. like that in Leap Year, is there? No, it's true. There's there's nothing like that in Leap Year. Um, but yeah, I, I would appreciate if they'd shown more to Scotland than traditional dancing and drinking whiskey. And singing Any kind of whiskey. L- Loch Lomond, which is a nice song. I actually like the moments where they sing the folk songs. It was even in that terrible film, Wild Mountain Time, I actually didn't hate the bit, the bit when they were singing the song together in the pub. <laughs> what about when Jeffrey Dean Morgan was singing in P.S. I Love You? Mm, no. <laughs> he had a guitar. That's not allowed. It's not allowed. Um, yeah, I, I still didn't like it. They should have had Mogwai or, or Idlewild. Yeah, Idlewild. <laughs> or Biffy Clyro. Come on, where's where's Biffy? They they or, could have had a moment in it, couldn't they? They're they're big and famous enough. They could have had churches as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, within the castle, there was a chapel. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't playing synth pop. No. Um, and and that's kind of that's kind of frustrating. And it's the same thing was with the the Irish movies. Is it 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 reduces these hugely culturally significant places down to just a few. Um, a few key touching points and, you know mu- music in scotland is one of the 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 you know true true great things about it you've got stuff like you know going back a bit further you've got things like primal scream jesus and mary chain yeah it's it's not just it's not just folk songs bell and sebastian oh, yeah. um cocteau twins there, there's there's all sorts of you know really great musicians that have come out of scotland and bands like the Fratellis as well, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but but you know it's it's a it's a huge cultural milestone. In you know Britain, Britain would be far lesser without the influence of Scots on it. Um, and so seeing seeing Scotland reduced to just being castles and and kilts is a bit frustrating. In the same yeah. way that it was when you when you watch movies like P.S. I Love You and. and and leap year which just show ireland as being stuck in 1953 yeah like, you know that's that's not a that's not a proper indication of, of of what these countries are and it's a shame that that's all that all that these are i thought there wasn't enough kilt action i, th- I was expecting it to be so cliched that everyone would be wearing a kilt all the time so maybe i was pleasantly surprised <laughs> maybe yeah there was there wasn't many um there wasn't much by way of uh, bagpipes either, or haggis. I, I was, was going to say, single... no haggis, no bagpipes. What are they no, doing? There, there June had single... more bagpipes than this. <laughs> June did have more bagpipes than this. There wasn't a single haggis joke either, I don't think. No. Um, Missed which opportunity. Was, which is, yeah, which, which was surprising. Um, but but there, there were other things that they got from Scottish culture, which I did appreciate. The use of the word dobber. I don't think they necessarily got what calling someone a dobber means in the context of everyday speech. Um, I love you too, your dobber, is not something that you'd probably say to someone no. before you're about to give them a romantic kiss. <laughs> um, no one was called a roaster, were they? Yeah, no one was called a roaster, um, <laughs> which again is a very a very important part of, of Scottish uh, Scottish dialect. Um, but yeah, but there, there was little moments like that where you're like, okay, did they just go on like, urban dictionary and type in scottish words and yeah. just throw a few of them <laughs> randomly in um and 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 you know there, there's nothing more 
obvious that this movie wasn't made by Scots than hearing someone say, uh, are you okay driving stick when they're talking about driving a manual car? It's like, yeah, no, yeah. It's never going to be used. Um, but yeah, the, the use of Dobbo is good because I don't think they could get away with calling someone a dick in a normal Netflix schmaltzy Christmas film. Can you imagine uh, uh, <laughs> a Christmas dick. prince? A Christmas <laughs> prince. I love you too, you penis. <laughs> I don't think they'd really be able to say that, would they? Uh, I don't know. Penis is a biological term. They could get away with that, probably. And say that it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a mark of respect in Aldovia. That's the thing. Yeah. If, if you invent a country, you can invent the country's culture. And I think it's a shame that all of these films in the Netflix Christmas universe don't do enough to explore the, the swearing culture of the countries that they create. It's true. It's true. Did you note that um, this this... This movie does confirm that Scotland is part of the Netflix royal cinematic universe. Oh, I did. Fake Tom Hollander appeared and I jumped out of my seat. <laughs> and uh, and the woman as well, whose who's character name I've forgotten. Yes, I've forgotten um, her, the name uh, of her extremely Mrs. memorable character. Mrs. Donatelli. That's the one. Um, from it just uh, makes me think of Donatello from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. From the from the from the Princess Switch movies as well. Um, they yeah. turn up to have a little raunchy getaway in Scotland. And again, they don't do enough of this stuff. It's always like appearing in one scene. We need a proper crossover of all of this stuff. But that's what they're working to, isn't it? Maybe it's going to happen in like five years after they've made so many of these films that everyone's bored. Yeah, I think that that's what they're going to do, isn't it? Is uh, uh, is 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 eventually they're going to do a big a big crossover um, of, of of all of these movies and maybe there's going to be like a, a summit at the UN <laughs> and they've all got to turn up <laughs> and then and then the duke from this is chosen to uh, to to be the, the 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 spokesperson for Scotland or something like that yeah yeah did you appreciate its depiction of um of of publishing and of making a book well actually it wasn't too bad and interestingly um i looked at the the opening credits and noticed that one of the co-writers of the script was ali carter who i'm sure you haven't heard of but who is a famous like author of teen books um sort of teen teen girls books that do really well and she's been sort of slow burning away on those for a long time she's written thousands of them and is really good and really well respected i think within young adult fiction but i didn't know she wrote for for the screen, I didn't know she had this kind of stuff, but from that side of from that side of things, actually, she got it right. I think, oh, in good. terms of what it's like to have an agent sort of pestering you about things and about having your fans be mad at you for something you've done. I think that side of it was actually believable um, in terms of how these kind of films often depict authors and stuff. It was yeah, it was actually not bad. <laughs> it's it's better than um, the Fifty Shades series Ooh, where she walks up to someone and says, "Make the font." Bigger. Make the font bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, that's good. That's good to hear. Because uh, I was really worried, actually, at the beginning when um, it's a, you kind of see her as this author and you realise that her, like a bunch of people are mad at her. I was worried that it was going to say that she'd been cancelled for something she'd written. Did yeah, you feel that? I, I did feel that way because there was all those protests outside. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a bit severe. Has she done something truly awful? But it turns out she just killed off the main character of, of one of her books. Yeah. Which which people do sometimes. She wants a new chapter in her life. Yeah, of course. And that and they, I liked that when she arrived in Scotland and found her, her friends there, that they were all kind of on her side. You're like, yeah, that's fine. Don't be entitled and say that an author has to write what you want to write, you dick. Go away. 
Yes. Even if you're a fan of a thing, just you know, let the person get on with doing it. And if you don't like it, well, go and read something else. There yeah, are plenty and- of other books out there. Go and read Fifty Shades. Yeah. The font size is the right size. Massive. massive absolutely font. massive. Biggest font you've ever seen. Oh, I love it. But but speaking <laughs> of, of our of our main character, I did like Brooke Shields in this, and I haven't seen her in anything for a while. I think the last thing I'd seen her in was Chalet Girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which we which we talked about a few years ago now, didn't we? We did, yeah. But Yeah, um, I actually can't say that I've seen her in loads of stuff, but I recognised her and I thought her performance was good. She was she was charming and believable and fun um, and all of the things that you want from this kind of film. So between the two of them, I think they managed to carry it as a, a piece of light entertainment, didn't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, she, um, she'd been in uh, a, a few a few big movies blue lagoon is uh i've never seen that is maybe one of the highest ones which i think is something that we'll probably end up um watching at some point for the podcast um which is uh yes it's like a sort of rom-com survival movie all right about about people these these teenagers who get shipwrecked on an island um it's it's like lord of the flies but with less murder that's boring (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah she's she's been in you know uh, she's been a very esteemed actor for for a number of time uh a number of years um and so you know and, and like you said she brings that um she she brings that charisma and that charm to the character um, yeah that you might and as you said it was had. definitely really nice to see older actors having having a nice romance you know it was with these kinds of films it's often just sort of young influencer types isn't it beautiful instagram people and actually this wasn't like that at all no no exactly it's it's it was nice to see something slightly different um and and have it yeah like you said having um having older people uh, as as the leads and and obviously it wasn't done as a as a um as a deliberate choice to be more positive about old people no it's, it's not trying to make any kind of statement brooke shields <laughs> and carrie always were available yeah exactly they're like right let, let's try and tap into some nostalgia that people had for movies from the 80s and 90s and let's just get who can we get oh brooke shields available carrie always is available brilliant yeah um it could easily have been a young author and a young impoverished duke yeah yeah exactly exactly um so uh yeah so so we don't want to we can't give them good good marks for that but it's nice in spite of what they were well not in spite of but it's it's nice that it ended up this way even if that's not what they intended it works it helps to carry the film and to distract from the the scottish cliches (laughs) yes yeah one thing i did appreciate was her looking at photos of dogs on christmas eve whilst crying yeah uh, which is what i do every year on christmas eve (laughs) Uh, it's a, a regular pastime for me. There's nothing more festive than dog no, photos. No, crying at dog photos. It's you've got to do it once a year, haven't you? Yeah, um, just once. Just, just the once. Just the once. Yeah, I think. No, I think my favourite scene was when she walks in on him in the bath, and he's just sitting there <laughs> drinking whiskey. <laughs> yeah, there's no bubbles in his bath. He's just sitting in in warm water drinking a whiskey. No, but somehow it's that weird shade of white that baths in films are when they have to hide people's junk. You know what they're what they're doing? They're having a water milk bath. Oh yeah, yeah, the famous Scottish water milk bath. Yeah, that's how that's how all Scots. You take the bathe. milk from the Highland cow. 
from the Highland Coo. The Highland Coo, sorry. Um, yeah, you take the milk from the coo and then you put it in with some water and then you have a dram of whiskey. And a so wee it's, dram. That's what you do. It's what you do in in Scotland. I appreciated that they just asked for whiskey. Uh, no preference as to what kind of yeah, whiskey. He doesn't care. Uh, Scotland, not known for its varieties of whiskey, of course. It's or for having a different type of whiskey to Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> obviously all whiskies are exactly the same. Um, but yeah, maybe they couldn't afford to get Glenn Fiddick to sponsor the movie. Or no, I'm sure they'd have tried. To. Hey, Glenn Morangi, do you want to do you want to sponsor this 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 movie? No, okay, too bad. We'll just say whiskey then. They could have called it Glen Morangi's Dark Place. <laughs> That's a very niche joke, and I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I didn't like this movie. I'm not going to lie. It, there, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it wasn't. It was better than I was expecting, but I had low expectations. Yeah, I I just wish that it was better. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's one of these Netflix holiday romances, isn't it? Do you yeah, think? I, do you think that because it's got recognizable recognizable people in it, it, it's pretending that it's more than a Hallmark film, and it's not? No, no, I just don't think it's up there with. I don't think it necessarily had the pull of like the princess switch you know i'd I'd say it's better than the sequels to any of the other ones of course um but i think as the starting point even better than a christmas prince 2 bitcoin bonanza (laughs) even better than than the cryptocurrency based christmas prince 2 electric boogaloo um i think yeah i i feel like with the names that they were able to get into it it maybe could have been a bit better than it was. Um, and it, it leaned so heavily on the cliches of Scotland that it kind of didn't give them room to actually build a proper plot. See, when she... So obviously it does that thing that the romantic films have where they get together and then there's some random thing that's totally fake there. One of them is annoyed about something and then they sort of break up and then there's the... That's where in most romantic films, 15 minutes before the end, you get an airport chase. And she left to go to the airport and then there wasn't an airport airport chase with bagpipes. So I was disappointed by that. Yeah, there there wasn't a... She didn't have to drive... The the people chasing her didn't have to drive through uh, as people carrying a a big pallet of shortbread or, <laughs> or tablet <laughs> or tablet yeah exactly um yeah there was there was nothing like that it was it was all very low key and i think maybe yes. that's part of the that's part of the problem was that it felt maybe a little too low key for its own good it's too low key for you mm. yeah you wanted it, something you wanted them to dial it up just a little bit more yeah where was the heroin use <laughs> Where where was where was <laughs> wasn't it enough of, like train spotting for you? Wasn't couldn't plausibly have been adapted from an Irvin Welsh book. <laughs> yeah, not out of twenty, <laughs> not enough Irvin Welsh. Um, it or, or you know where was the people drinking Buckfast and getting rowdy? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Where was the where was the battered pizza? Where was the battered Mars? Where was the deep fried Mars bar, which I actually yeah. really like? Because <laughs> a lot of places don't do deep fried Mars bars because it's a a ball lake for the for the oil. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, 
It's, it creates it, a big mess. Yeah, because if you, if you deep fry a Mars bar, you don't then want to deep fry potatoes in the same oil because you're going to get weird chocolatey chips <laughs> and it's not going to be a pleasant experience. Chocolatey chips. Sounds good. Um, yeah, it's... A, it's um, yeah, I, I've never had a, a deep fried Mars bar. Oh, it's actually very good. I, I highly recommend it. I bet it is. I bet it is. Um, Where did yeah. we get? We got one the other day. I think we ordered fish and chips from somewhere. Not here. We were somewhere else. And the deep fried Mars bar was, was on the menu. I was like, yeah, I'm getting that. From Cuckfish. <laughs> Your local fish and chip shop. But, do they do it? No, I don't think they do. Oh, that's a shame. I think they do. I think they do like other desserts let me have a look at the cuckfish menu <laughs> you've got it to hand have you uh let's let's have a little look. let me go into onto uber that's because you live near a town called cuckfield Cookfi- the thing is it's pronounced cuckfield but it's spelt like yeah cuck. you keep you keep telling yourself that <laughs> sussex you ridiculous county let's have a look and see what else i don't know if they do anything super sweet let's see what have they got under extras no, this week's film was so boring that you're just reading out a takeaway menu. It's, that, that, and that's the problem. <laughs> Which for a film it? starring Kerry Elwes is a big problem. But it's, there it's, you go. It is a big problem because he's been in some of my favourite movies. You know, Princess Bride is fantastic. Robin Hood Men in Tights as well. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Liar Liar briefly on last Briefly, yeah. We'll get to that next year because I love can, that film. Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't look like they do anything. Um, Pineapple fritters is as far as you get. Okay. And sweet. Prefer an apple fritter, but either either one is good. But yeah, it's uh, it, it is good cuckfish. This is a shout out to <laughs> cuckfish. The, this podcast brought to you by cuckfish. The, the, the chippy in in Cookfield, um, cuckfish. Give us some free chips, you bastards. <laughs> yeah, send us some fish now. Send it to my house, which is probably like an hour and a half away. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> might be, be a bit far. Gold. You can send it to me, and then I'll then post it to Paddy, and you can get it in, in two to three working days. Well, as, lo- as long as we're same. doing it, also sponsored by Humble Fish and Chips in Weybridge, which is my Oh, there one. we go. Yeah, let's, Also let's, very good. Maybe we could get a, a rom-com going between two rival chippies. Like that's, the pizza. that's a good what idea. Was, what was the pizza restaurant? Oh, Little called? Italy. Little Italy. Yeah, we this could, would be like, the English film that we were talking about, wouldn't it? Rival, yeah. rival chips. One, one of them's batters the sausages, and one of them refuses to batter it because it's a crime against nature. Yeah, and they have a big old fight about that. Only one of them will serve you the deep fried Mars bar. One, one of them does really, really good chips, and the other's chips are mediocre. So you get all these customers going into one to get their battered sausage. And going to the others to get their chips. Yeah. And Only one of them has the secret recipe for like the proper Savaloy or whatever. For the proper mushy peas. Yeah. Oh, do you know the mushy that, peas? Do you know the, the key to, to good mushy peas? Put a little bit of a vi- little bit of vinegar in them. Just a little bit. Yeah. Vinegar, I find, has to be used sparingly. Yeah, you can't overdo it. It ruins it if you overdo it. But a little bit of vinegar in those mushy peas. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what that's what you want. Um, anyway, right. Is there anything else you want to say about uh, um, just that? You know, it does that thing. It gets to the point about half an hour in, where you know you realise that he's an impoverished earl or whatever, and the castle is up for sale. At that point, even though she's like, "Yeah, I'm going to buy it," we all know that that's not what would have happened. We all know that the castle would have been bought by Nicolas Cage, so the whole film would have <laughs> been rendered moot. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, old Nick Cage, he would have bought it, and then he would have found. Would have would have found something a little bit uh, exciting in the basement, um, uh, to to go off and do another national treasure thing. Yep, national treasure Scotland edit. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, one one last thing from me. Shout out to Ailey Lone, who I'd not seen in anything else, but was actually I thought rather good as as the the young Scottish friend. Yeah, she brought some some nice levity to it, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought it'd be worth worth highlighting her, given you know we've talked a lot about Kerry Owens and Brooke Shields, but actually the supporting cast will do a, do a fine job. Yeah, I thought they were they were all decent, apart from Drew Barrymore, who I did not like. <laughs> <laughs> What's your beef? She's in one I know, scene I, I like, playing herself as a TV show host. I like Drew Barrymore in general. You know this. I think she's very good. But I did not like that they had the Drew Barrymore show with her right. doing a doing a fake interview, and somehow her acting as the fake version of herself doing a fake interview was the least believable bit <laughs> of this movie, where where someone gets a cab to the Highlands from Edinburgh Airport. Yeah, it was it was not good. Um, but yeah, that that that's just a note from me. Is uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy that. Also, at one point he he mentioned escrow. Nobody knows what that is. I'm convinced that's not a real thing. It's a scary crow. That's what. Yeah, that's right. The Scottish tradition of a scary crow. He was like, oh yeah, you've got to pay me payment thirty days in escrow. So where and then the crow didn't appear. So I was like, what is this? I keep hearing it everywhere. Every time I go to buy an eBay purchase in 2001, I hear it. What is it? Do, do you actually not know what is it like nfts <laughs> exactly no it's where people um hold things under a third party basically for a period of time um so it would be like uh, in this example it was the transitional period where he was still living in the castle um so the escrow is the legal arrangement where yeah no, i think i understand that that's what it and, is yeah. but i've been in that situation a number of times in my life and no one's ever used that word I don't think the the word is used very often in the UK. Yeah, um, it's very much an American thing, which again is an example. Which again, yeah, is that and how he this, this, said that they was going to knock it down to build condos. No one in this country uses the word condos. Fuck's sake! And also, who the who the hell would build a load of flats where a castle was? It's a completely inconvenient place to build a load of flats. Yeah. It would, it would. It would. Sorry to to break the illusion that this movie creates of its reality, but that would not happen. But yeah, no. Like, like you said, condo is not a used word. Over, uh, a word used over here. Escrow again, not something that's used over here. Condos um, and escrow. They were the duo, weren't they? Bit like bit like Hall of Notes, but not as good. <laughs> condo and escrow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm a legal advisor. Ooh, there he goes. <laughs> Look out, boys! He'll sign your contract. Um. Anyway, right. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Just that I, I really like Hall of Notes. I, I really like Cuckfish. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Cuckfish in Cuckfield, um, humble fish and chips in Weybridge, and Hall and Oats. Get get your oats, get your chips. Yeah. Make sure they don't crumble like an oat cake in the rain. <laughs> oh right, how are we gonna how are we gonna uh, actually no, I know how we're gonna we're gonna rate this. How many additional R's are you gonna put on to the beginning of your R's in your awful Scottish accent? Um let's see. I'm gonna do seven out of twenty. That seems yeah. does that seem reasonable to you? I think it's a bit ridiculous that this movie of Dunbar never got a higher score than that. Um, yeah, no, who else I'm, loves to do that, who we talked about on our other show? 
Rammstein. Rammstein also like doing it. <laughs> um, I'd watch a movie about Rammstein buying a castle in Scotland. I certainly would. Yeah, moving would into good. it and setting fire to everything. <laughs> du hast, du hast a castle. Um, anyway, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it seven as well. This movie was not good. Uh, no, which is a shame. But you know, if you're into these kind of ho- holiday romances, you want something that's you know low, low maintenance, low energy. You just want to stick on on a Sunday afternoon or perhaps a weekday evening, maybe, and just to, you know lay back and let it wash over you. Then it fulfills its purpose, doesn't it? In that regard, yeah, yeah, it does. It does the job. Um, it's it's put it on whilst you're doing your Christmas wrapping. Is a is a good thing to do. Yes, it's good for that kind of thing, and that Netflix knows that that's what it's for. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's a Christmas wrapping movie. Unlike, well, maybe maybe for you it is, but for the next week's film, um, something a bit older and a bit more classic, we're going to be talking about the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, excellent! I cannot wait. Which I love. So I, yeah, very I different mean, kind of film, but does have romance in it. So. It is my favourite Christmas movie, so uh, I, I cannot wait for this. Good. I'm very, very excited. Well, um, until then, thank you very much for tuning in. We really appreciate it, and we hope you did get some enjoyment out of A, a Castle for Christmas if you did watch it, watch it. If not, well, you know, put it on while you're doing your wrapping and just sort of try to ignore it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, there's a link in our show notes to where you can give us money. It's just kind of like a tip jar. Throw a couple of coins in there. You can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod. Um, on the emails, Big Boys Don't Cry Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week to talk about <laughs> talk about the Muppet Christmas Carol, if I can get through it without coughing. Was, was there a, a frog in your throat? Yes, a wee frog. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you.